3: Radio. Uh, this show is uh, broadcasting live from the com studios. com will help you get their unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, Tireac.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Should be. Uh, welcome in. Got a lot to get to. Got some football. Bryce Young just, uh, talking about questions about his uh, size. Pause. Uh, we I I believe that there is one connecting issue there between the Georgia car accident after their championship celebration and uh, the Alabama situation. Uh, we'll get to the Clippers and their loss to the Warriors and what Draymond said in a second. First, I I just I don't know how much you guys talked about this. Uh, we didn't talk about it a ton because it kind of came out during the show yesterday but but apparently apparently the the Jalen Carter accident there's a video in September I remember this car accident was in January in September he got pulled over for going 89 to 45 he was driving the same 2021 Grand Cherokee Trackhawk that on January 15th he was racing a teammate and led to a terrible crash and two people died. In September, the police officer who pulled him over said he would already pulled over two other Georgia players for speeding, including one of his teammates, just minutes earlier. Y'all need to slow down, dude. Uh, Your break is not going to jail because that would make all kinds of news, right? The officer said, I don't know if y'all need to, Again, I'm quoting here. Send out a text or something to your teammates, but um, uh, <clears throat> but that was reckless. Okay, I could. He said I could care less about the tint violation. That was reckless. When you're around your teammates, just tell them to slow down. It's so easy to slow down. So, and I, and I understand what what people are saying. Where you're like, man, listen, they let them off because they're an athlete. I've told you this a long time ago. Hey, I'm not, I have not been immune to this either. We talk about privilege all the time. Famous people, privilege, athletic privilege, good looking people. Privilege is a lot more prevalent than the other privileges that people try to pretend like exists. It just is. And I don't necessarily think there's anything sinister here. It's a cop like, Hey man, listen, I'm, I'm trying not be a jerk. Try trying to not be a jerk here. And some policemen are jerks. Some are just trying to be like, hey, just guys, slow down. W- was it to win a national championship? I don't think so. I, I I, would hope. And 89 to 45 is excessive. Reckless, even. Probably should have written him up and like, look, man, I'm just gonna write you up for 64. So it's not reckless, but you're gonna need to slow down. And... We all know what happened. There's a lot more to it. I want to get to. We'll do so. I think second hour of the show. Do so some in the pod as well. Warriors beat the Clippers last night. Huh? I thought the Clippers were trending in the right direction before the trade deadline. Did you? And then after all their deals were consummated. What's happened? Oh, well, they've lost four in a row huh including 11591 to the Steph Curry less Golden State Warriors and if you watch i think most people who are on social media have seen the fact that they just they didn't guard Russell Westbrook Russ ends up 3 for 12 0 for 5 from 3 a negative 10 he did have six assists four turnovers but man is it hard to play 4 on 5 hard to play 4 on 5 and Draymond Green who I mean, like, look, people have guarded him this way for years, years. Guarded Russ, sat all the way back in the lane, and dared him to shoot. And for the most part, Russ wouldn't take that dare. Here's Draymond on the defensive game plan to sag off of Russ. The game plan worked for us tonight. Uh, you know, we got Russ to miss some shots, but I think
6: when you have a game plan like that, even more so, you know, I know everyone will always judge Russ' jump shot, but what that does to you mentally is tough. And I think you know it was more so the mental than his shot. He's been shooting the ball well. I think he's shooting a three like at thirty-three or thirty-four percent. But mentally, that can get tough. And so I thought um, you know we did a good job of sticking with the game plan, and we was able to mu- uh, muddy the game up for them on uh, or muck it up on on the defensive side, and
3: it it ended up working out for us. It's actually shooting
6: for sure because you're know. open every play.
3: And yeah. Yeah, you think you stink. That's that's what that's you think you stink. By the way, Russ is shooting twenty eight and a half percent from a year from three. He shot twenty nine and a half from three last year. Twenty nine, excuse me, twenty nine from three this year with the Lakers. Twenty nine from three last year, like thirty one with the with the Wizards. Twenty five with the with Houston Rockets. Twenty nine. It has not gotten better, despite whatever the Lakers try to tell you. Like, no, 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 really, corner jump shots. The problem is that when you're a point guard and they don't guard you, and you're in the corner, one, you're not back defensively, um, and two, your man's still in the way. It's four on five. In addition to the fact that he's not a great finisher, he, he loses track of his guy defensively, and when things are going bad, and he hasn't done this yet, he has a tendency to be a, have negative energy in the locker room. And I'm not being critical of him and avoiding this discussion. This is I'm the only guy on national sports radio, on local sports radio that I've played, not the NBA level, but at the highest level of college basketball, and that's how they would guard me. And it's the hardest thing you can think of because all of your instincts are like, man, I'm open. I should shoot this. And I think if I if I could have a redo, you know, I would do, and I, I tell this to other players who people guard this way, is you, you got to do what Avery Johnson did. I remember Avery Johnson was cut three times for the San Antonio Spurs before he made the Spurs and then was their point guard in championship team. I got my spots. That's what he said. I got my spots. And he would just only practice five spots on the floor. Now, back then, mid-range was acceptable. But, I mean, for us, honestly, like, catch and shoot at the elbow, like, if you're going to make that 80% of the time, shoot the hell out of it. But it's hard. It's like you dribble into a shot. You're so wide open. Do I catch and shoot? obviously if you just catch and shoot threes and you can get it at a 35 to 40 percent clip you'll be fine but your your brain does work on overdrive you're open every time so you want to hand off because your guy's down the lane or you want to be a screener you want to do all this stuff but it's just hard you can't hide them and what i found is that you know when you can't shoot and when i say you can't shoot it doesn't mean you physically can't shoot it means just the, the percentage of makes just not good enough to allow you to shoot open shots, challenge shots, whatever. Like that's, that when you say can't shoot, doesn't mean physically can't shoot. And and by the way, Russ, I will guess, if you go to watch him practice at Staples or practice at their facility, like most NBA players, he's probably making 80% of his shots. It just shows how powerful your brain is. But when you, you can't shoot, you can't run anything. Like it's really hard to run. You, you, you have there's a bunch of different there's some things you can do and you can try that can be effective as a screener but you know you, you always have a guy in the lane in help always and it makes it really hard to run in your offense to have any flow of the offensive movement um it 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 just becomes a like coach we're better off not playing him this was my the end of my college basketball career. This is why I I can't go back and watch tape because so many teams would guard. And some days I jump up and just say f it and make it up and make open shots. And ultimately they guard me. But it's really really hard. And it's not the thing that's killing the Clippers, but it's not helping the Clippers in any way. You add that to the fact that they don't have a point guard. Bones Highland's backup is not good enough to be the starter. It just brings negative energy, changes everything you do. And remember, this is Paul George, you know, went to management, allegedly. And it's like, I love Russ. Let's go get Russ. So now, I don't want to say trust is broken, but now it's like, well, Paul swore by this guy. This is our guy. And it's worse than we could have thought. What a mess. That's one of those when you think you're fixing something and you can do something that no one else can do. Like, look, man, I hate to break it to you. This is what I said previously. You know, they had reached their limit at Oklahoma City. And I think they were quietly kind of happy when he went to them and said, hey, I need a change. And though he scored a ton of points in Houston, they didn't beat anybody. Obviously, that was the bubble year. But this is, frankly, how the Lakers guard him in the playoffs. But the Clippers, there's some arrogance there where they thought they could fix what Houston couldn't, what Washington couldn't, what the Lakers couldn't and what no one else wanted to do. I mean, the, look, the only way to truly fix it is just time in the gym, continue to work on some, a cup one or two specific shots and only take those, so it becomes muscle memory, and then its you almost have to take him out if he doesn't take the open shot, if he doesn't take those shots, because continuing to turn it down, it doesn't work. You have to make them guard you, just catch and shoot. Catch and shoot. Whatever your go-to shot is. You know, whatever your go-to shot is. I mean, Tony Parker wasn't, for many parts of his career, wasn't a great shooter in San Antonio. Go back and watch. And before he shot the ball, he almost always took one dribble with his left hand. That was like his, his trigger. That was what worked for him. Um, and the Clippers, who were coming together so nicely, seemed to be falling apart a little bit. And the only notable change is what they did to the point guard, where they went from, I don't know if they can get by with Reggie Jackson, his mentality, to this just isn't working. Be
6: sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection, one place bundle and save progressive.com. So we're in the very early stages of KD in a Phoenix Suns uniform. Tonight, the Suns take on the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, the Suns are three and a half point favorites, and Kevin Durant comes in, and he's been on a minutes restriction. Sorry, that was me and my Chicago kind of accent. Right? Uh, uh, wasn't, yeah. wasn't great. <laughs> got to work on that one. I got work on the Chicago Chicago accent. You want to like a you know you want to go t- and see what the Bears are doing? What do you think? Was that is that better?
4: I think that whenever somebody tries to do a Chicago impression, yeah. if they go to the bears, bears. bears, that bears. helps. I their didn't impression. say dub Bears.
3: Yeah. I said Bears. Yeah, you're right. Bears, Bears. Rots, cubs, socks—you know you got a ah ah socks, bulls, cubs, bears. Anyway, so uh, you know, look—he's got a lot of criticism from from Charles Barkley. He, he he had a different response this time. Take a listen.
4: If you go back and look at LeBron, who I really admire and respect, he said this. I did not say this. He says. I had to win a championship without Dwayne to get old heads respect. uh, Kobe Bryant said this too. He says, I have to win a championship without Shaq to get these old heads off my back. I I hold Kevin Durant to the same criteria. Mm. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what the fan says. If he want to be on a level with LeBron and Kobe and those guys, He's gonna have to be the best player as the leader.
3: Huh? I, I just again I he was the best player when they beat the war when they beat the Cavs. He was the best player. I, I was there. I was at game one of the first NBA final. He was unequivocally the best player. So and we can go back and forth and argue the greatness of rosters or whatever. Like LeBron had a stack roster too. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, he was the leader and he was the best player. He had Kyrie Irving. And whatever you think of Kevin Love now, when the Kevin Love deal was made, he was seen as a star, and Tristan Lo- Tristan uh, Thompson was there, uh, was was there, Draymond Green esque type player, not nearly the offensive player, but a incredibly versatile uh, talent in terms of his perimeter and interior defense, right? And then when he went one with the Lakers, he had Anthony Davis with him. So like, I, I but here's what here's what Kevin Durant said. Um. He said, because at this point, they're saying go play with Scoot Henderson and win a championship and then we'll give you credit. I don't need credit from y'all. No credit from Barkley. No credit from Shaq. You don't ever have to watch me play ever again. Don't talk about me if you don't rock with me. I'm not going to stop doing what I do. Everybody has their opinions. I'm I'm not going to stop me and how I, it's not going to stop me and how I approach the game. Scoot Henderson, you guys know, is the likely number two overall pick in the G League. Durant. Uh, then downplayed any talk of him needing to be a leader on the team. He said he'd leave that to Monty Williams. As far as leading the team, I, I don't need to coach no team. Monty's the leader. He's the coach. The GM puts tea together. I just go out and hoop. That's my job. Like I, I I love Charles Barkley, and the great thing about Chuck is, and we'll have him on here some some point in time, NCAA tournament, NBA or whatever. I'll text him. We'll. And and we'll probably chat for 25 minutes and then put it into a couple segments. But Katie's right. Like this is who he is as a player and as a person. And I believe that the move to the warriors was so that he could show the world like, Hey, if I have the space, because when he's playing with the thunder, you had Russell, you don't have barely have to guard him. You had Ibaka, who could shoot, but not like he's a great three point. You had Steven Adams. You had Andre Robertson. Like, there's, there was nowhere to go. Everywhere he went, there were two. There was a guy guarding him and then one in the lane at the elbow waiting for him. So this thing was like, look, I believe I'm the best player. Just get me around dudes that'll, that want to share the ball. Get me the space I need. And when I match up against LeBron, I'll show you who's best. And if you watch, that's exactly what happened. All this other stuff that everybody's talking about is crap, Okay. Well, the 73-win team, but the 73-win team didn't win a championship. You know, and the, the mistake that they made in the 73-win season was they went for it. And oh, yeah, by the way, even when they lost in the NBA Finals, they also lost two starters for two games and still didn't have um, uh, Bogut, you know, for a for game, was a game seven, because he got hurt. That's what changed the series. But whatever, like we can argue all we want about, did he join a, yeah, he joined a Super 2, son of LeBron. Right. So LeBron, they put a super team together in Miami. They put a super team together in Cleveland. They put a super team together in LA. It was, it was a very well-constructed super team, but they didn't have the bench that they had previously. Whatever. So I believe that, that the earlier part of his career was he was searching for respect. And then he probably listened to him with the Brooklyn thing. I got to go out and do my own thing. I get Kyrie and just like LeBron, we'll go win a championship. And it turns out Kyrie is a gigantic pain in the ass. So now he's to the point where, like, I'm, I'm done listening to other people. I'm a basketball player. I think I'm the best basketball player there is. I like Monty Williams. He's a really good coach. I'm just going to, you know what, give myself to the team. And when the ball comes to me, I'm going to go make plays. I'll try and help you win on defense. I'm going to help you win on offense. That's what I do. I think it's the only way you can approach this. Because when you try and please other people, it's like the old, only you can find your own happiness. I think you just try and find other ways for people to respect you. Like, just be you. Kevin Durant is a hooper. He is a bucket. Just do that. It's, if it's good enough for you, the rest doesn't really matter. I, I kind of agree with that tact. But we'll see how long that tact lasts. Let's get to a game. game time! This
6: is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show.
3: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming uh, coming to you from the TyRac. dot com studios. What's the game today, boys?
8: Our game is psychic. So we are going to have you put out your crystal ball here, Doug, and give you questions about sports, and for you to predict. St- psychic is where we begin, and the first question is: Which conference championship will be most intriguing this weekend in college basketball?
3: Conference championship. Uh, conference, conference
8: championship. Yeah.
3: Uh, this weekend in college basketball. That's a great question. Um, be, because when my psychic powers thought this question was coming, it was more about... Um, it was about all the conference championships. I, I'm going to say it's the it's the Missouri Valley conference championship. It's called Arch Madness. <laughs> there you Arch go. Arch Madness. Uh, Brian Wardle, my boy, who's the head coach of Bradley's, turned that thing around. They won the regular season conference uh, regular season conference championship. Uh, remember, the Valley has lost Creighton, lost Wichita State over the past couple of years, lost Lula Chicago, who was there for just a short period of time, and Bradley ended up one game better than Drake. Not the Drake, just Drake. Uh, really good conference, great following. I think it's going to be awesome, and remember that that uh, that Drake, previous to losing on the road at Bradley, They had won 11 games in a row. Uh, In many ways, Drake has been the better team for the meat of the season. uh, And they beat Bradley by 25 at home and lost by 12 on the road. That championship game in St. Louis this weekend, that's the game of the weekend.
8: We're going to hold you to that. All right, next question. Who will win the college basketball national championship this year? UCLA. Um.
3: Wait, that's really the that's <laughs> that's who I'm going with. <laughs> wow, that's no, no. I mean, that's a heck of a. Um, you know, I do think it's interesting. You know, we'll, we'll talk about this in the second hour, right? But what, what's a sign of the dysfunction within college athletics that the national champion in college football had this tragic accident with dudes driving way too fast, and the no, potential number one team in the country, potential national champion, Alabama. We know what's going on there as well. Um, I do think that Alabama is an incredible club. Really, really talented. I also think that some of these distractions are real things. But they've they've navigated it well. I think Bama wins the whole thing.
8: Bama wins the whole thing. All right, Psychic, which team will Derek Carr be playing for next year?
3: The New York Jets. I mean, Mm. you wouldn't... The problem with Robert Sala, who who doubled down, we'll get to this in the pod, who doubled down on his infatuation with Derek Carr, you know, talk about how great he is. Basically calling him Matt Stafford, right? Like he's in a dysfunctional situation. Put him on a good team and he'll be he'll win a championship. Um, The problem with extending yourself this much is what happens if you don't get him? I don't think he would speak in that glowing of terms unless he knew he was going to get him. It's my belief that their car ends up as a jet
8: will the lakers sneak into the nba playoffs
3: no no uh, it'd be fascinating obviously they won their first game without ad and without lebron like what if they do without lebron because he's not going to play till late but i do think that the way in this thing which thing it's just it's too fragile with too many injuries the west is too competitive no i don't think they do
8: Back to the NFL and Psychic. Which of the top quarterback prospects will be taken first in the upcoming draft?
3: Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Young. Uh, You know, would I be very cautious of him? Yes. I mean, he's small. But he's far and away the best prospect. He'll go number one overall. How
8: about this one? Last one from us, Doug. Will the third installment of the movie franchise Creed be a success at the box office.
3: I believe it will actually in, in prepping for Creed three, uh, my son and I, we stayed up late last night watching Creed. I was like, no, you can't watch Creed three unless you watch Creed one and two. He's like, well, I haven't watched it. All right, we're watching Creed. And then he's going to watch Creed two tonight. And then they go to Creed three over the weekend. Um, but yeah, it'll be a success. Not just because Michael B. Jordan's a superstar, but also because there's just not a lot of competition and people still, I think, want to go to the movies they just need something really, really good. Top Gun, Avatar, both have been crazy successes. When something's made right, it does well. Everything else falls by the wayside. I think Creed's made right.
8: That's psychic.
4: That's
3: game, huh? Game This
6: is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
3: You know, it's, it's weird. Um. Um my son and a guy who coaches for me, he's 21 years old, Jeremiah Paulino. So we were all watching the movie last night and there's all these references to the Rocky movies. And it's something where, and I've done, part of it is I've done a bad job in parenting in in that sense, right? Not making them watch the Rockies. Um, But also it's just the reality of kids in that it wasn't until very recently that he would sit through a feature film. You know, they're just so used to I mean, first, the, you know, so many of the new movies are so much better made in terms of um, how quickly they move along. And I mean, like, honestly, I I actually like it. He, my son really likes, even though he's 13, he still really likes a lot of the, the higher, like the, the monsters, inks of the world, the cars. I mean, we watch those all the time. The uh, Despicable Me is like, like one of my favorite, literally one of my favorite movies. So he hasn't yet reached the watching X-Men movies. He's seen some other stuff. But I I think the interesting part is we watch it and I'm I'm like, oh, yeah, that that was that's a flashback to Rocky three. Like, well, I don't understand Rocky. What was Rocky three? Like I you're. you're, This has got to be really hard, like generationally to not have experienced the Rocky movies and watching Creed is a weird thing.
4: That's interesting. I recently watched Rocky, and I was shocked how at was? how slow it is. Like, yeah, it's really slow. It's I really don't slow. think Hayes w- could get through an hour without falling asleep. It, the last part of it, the fight, was good, but I—that was a—that was a slog. <laughs> and then you'd have to show him all seven of the Rockies <laughs> to get to get, uh, to get
2: up to speed. That's a that's a lot of bandwidth.
3: Yeah, it, it it's a lot. There, there's no question. Think that's, absolutely not, huh? I
2: think that's one reason why Rocky won the Academy Award, though, in 1976, was because of the story. That's one thing that it kind of got away exactly. from as the years went by was it became more fights. And actually, Rocky was actually a movie with a story about a man down in his luck who gets the biggest chance of his life and doesn't actually, w- oh, spoiler alert, doesn't win the world title. He actually what? loses.
3: <laughs>
1: hey, 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 why you...
3: Why you got to ruin it for everybody? <laughs> Why you got to ruin it for everybody? Let's see, 1976, 86, 96, 96 it, it, that's it, like it four, actually, 45 years ago. Did Now, you guys all know that Sly Stallone wrote, wrote Rocky, right? He did,
2: yeah. I think yeah. they won Best Screenplay, right? That's yeah. one of the Academy Awards he won. And yeah, they didn't want him to be the Rocky. He had to talk right. them into
4: it. I think they got like a lesser movie production company to do it.
3: That's the old betting on yourself and, and, and knocking right you out of the part. Which Rocky is your favorite Rocky?
2: Rocky Three.
3: That's yeah, the that's one with Clever team.
2: Lang and yeah. I had the tiger. I had the tiger. Oh yeah.
3: And 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 and, and what's the what's the famous line from that movie?
4: Uh, pain, right? Yeah. What's,
3: what's, a... what's, what's it was was it was it Stu Lance that 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 asked the question or who was it who asked the question was like I think it was uh, Stu Cleb, Lance. Clever, Clever, what's your prediction for the fight? Pain. Right. That was back when Mr. T was the most feared human being on earth. That's correct. Right? What a great niche that he created. Like, he lived on that and the A-team for like for like 40 years. Just showing up with gold chains and a mohawk. And he's a little dude, too.
4: He is little. I've seen them both in person. In other words... Sly Stallone was in this building at some. He was point. also very
3: Sly Stallone's he's, very little. He's as about well.
4: five eight and a half. Wow! Yeah. And then Mr. T's the same size. The good thing about that is when you put them both in the same ring, you can make them look yeah. as big as you want.
3: <laughs> no question. Mr. T is a five ten list. That's very so, generous. Yes, five ten list. I would say he's in the five eight and a 5'9 variety. You know. By the way, Mr. T is seventy years old. Wow! How old do you feel now?
2: Oh, i'm sorry were you saying that you think creed is following the rocky is that what the point was that it's rocky creed three is like rocky three is that what you no no no, oh, okay. no 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 okay i thought no, you no. made that point that
3: okay no no but it's it it's 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 not even loose like it's it there's a lot of the the Creed series is just the extension of the rocky series
2: that's correct yeah it's an offshoot i guess or a subdivision uh,
3: i i just think it's a
2: continuation isn't it well because Slice in the first creed, right? And the
4: right.
3: second one. And oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, not I, in the I, third. I've seen two. I, seen two. <laughs> I got canceled.
2: <laughs> he wasn't no, happy cancer. by the cancer, way. Not oh, but cancer. he wasn't he wasn't happy that he wasn't in the third one. There's a whole it was a whole lawsuit about that. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Isn't it his franchise? Well, that's the lawsuit, isn't it, I think? Something about uh Winkler and 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 the whole producers and Stuff like that. You have to read into it. I, I don't know it verbatim, but there's definitely something going on there. Yeah.
3: Well, obviously a huge plastic surgery guy and a huge steroid guy, right? But he's 76. And about still Stallone? looks good. Okay. Yeah.
4: Oh, Doug, I told you off air, Tulsa King is a must-watch. That's on Paramount yeah. Plus right now. Yeah. He plays a mid-70s mob guy, and he does it great. Like, award-winning great. I very much recommend Tulsa King on um, Paramount Plus.
3: I have Paramount Plus, and I got a lot of travel, which means I need a show for when I travel. You like Download- it? I, I like it? All right, Bang. Great. You got it.
6: Bang. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
8: Irving comes and gets it, against Maxi. jab step, Powell slips out of the screen, one-on-one, Irving shoots the three over Maxi and hits it! (laughs) Embiid, a right wing three at the horn is no good, and the Mavericks come up, Brad, with one of their very biggest wins of the season.
3: That was a Progressive Play of the Day. Progressive making things easier. They'll help you bundle your home, your car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. That call on 97.5, the Fanatics, 76ers Radio Network. Mavs, uh, Mavs beat the 76ers, 133-126. Kyrie, Luca combined 82 points. When they're good, they're really, really good. Got some thoughts for you on uh, Bama, who... Will be a one seed and how it relates to Georgia, who won the national championship in football, top of the hour. Plus, next hour, a little program note Joe Mowgli is going to join us. He used to be the CEO of Ameritrade. Um, then he became Coastal Carolina's football coach. Now he's their chair of athletics and direct executive director of football. Uh, an amazing journey, but we'll get his thoughts on, you know, as a guy who ran a business, how would he run the business of college sports if he was in charge? That's upcoming next hour. Let's take it to Indy, where a dear friend of mine, Brandon Kristall, joins us. He's our Fox Sports Radio, uh, NFL uh combine correspondent. Boy, that's a that's a long put that one on a mm-hmm. business card for you, B. Um you did an interview with Von Miller, right? So his Von tore his knee last year. He wants to be a GM. Does he does he still want to play football?
5: Oh, he still wants to play football, Doug, but he's thinking about life beyond football. He has five years and a hundred million dollars still coming to him. He's rehabbing in Dallas right now, had a baby three weeks ago, rather his girlfriend did, <laughs> but as a newborn back home in Dallas, he felt it was important to fly to India and spend a couple of days not only around Brandon Bean and meeting with Brandon Bean formally and talking about life as a GM, but talking to other GMs. I know he met with Joe Shane of the Giants. I know he talked to John Lynch, and, and I spent a bunch of time with him at night, which is when a lot of business happens after all the meetings with the prospects. Are over, then GMs, personnel people, agents all talk, coaches talk kind of socially throughout town and Vaughn was here for a couple days. He's leaving here in a few hours but he's been here since Wednesday. He's serious about this and I think we may see him at the owner's meetings. He is thinking about life beyond football and he wants to run an NFL franchise and wants to figure out all of the aspects of it. It's, it's really fascinating for a guy that's going to have somewhere between 150 and $200 million made on the field that he wants to do it. But hey, John Elway did it. John Lynch is, is doing it now and, and Ozzie Newsome, of course, was GM for such a long time as
3: well. And Ozzie Newsom, a great and respected player. There's a lot of parallels there and and it's it'd be great to have a guy of that talent around uh, around the game all right let's let's get um guy whose stock is rising the fastest
5: nolan smith because he ran the fastest right and and Obviously, when you come out of Georgia, I know he's dealing with the pectoral tear that shortened his season, but when you're an edge rusher and you run faster than DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs, and I understand he's 238 pounds, he's going to have to play a little heavier, but maybe he doesn't. In today's game, and I talked to a defensive coordinator this, this afternoon, uh, right around lunchtime, about Nolan Smith and the evolution of the edge rusher. With the RPO game so prevalent right now, you need to be able to – get all the way to the edge, get off the block and get to the sideline and make a play, and Nolan Smith fits that prototype, whereas someone like Will Anderson is a little bit more concerning when he runs a four-four-six flat at and a similar body type, a little bigger, but that he may not be able to get off the block as easily.
3: Okay. Um, if somebody's rising, somebody's falling, who's the guy who's hurt himself?
5: Well, Jalen Carter, for nothing that went on here, I think is is going to be fascinating to see if nothing else happens and talking to people he he flew to Georgia posted his bond I'm sure he talked about it and came right back to Indy to finish the medicals I don't think he's talking to teams right now he's represented by Drew Rosenhaus so all of that will be fascinating but there's some people who are talking about potentially taking him off their board a team like the Raiders could absolutely use him that would be A fall for him based on his talent and where he's projected but with the Henry Ruggs situation could the Raiders draft someone who's involved in another vehicular death potentially I I don't know but he's the one where you put the asterisk by and say okay is he going to drop farther than he should? We won't really know until all the workouts are done or we hear about the meetings. So Sunday, Monday will be a better opportunity to really know who's fallen the most. I think back to Orlando Brown, who had a terrible combine performance, slips to the second round, but I'm pretty sure he's got himself a Super Bowl ring yeah. and still looks like a franchise left tackle. So sometimes I think scouts and GMs get too enamored with what happens at the combine one way or the other.
3: Ooh, DJ Turner ran a 4, two, seven, four <laughs> th- that is flying for 427. Brandon Brandon Christall joining us, our Fox Sports Radio correspondent at the Combine. What do the Bears do?
5: I think they're going to trade. I think there's going to be one team that's too in love with Bryce Young that can't chance, it. even if it's the Texans, just flip one spot and, and obviously for the Bears, they pick up some capital. Maybe it'd be the reverse of when Ryan Pace went up to go get Mitch Trubisky and and gave stuff away for Solomon Thomas when the Niners weren't taking Mitchell Trubisky. And so maybe they they recoup that years and years later. But I think that a team is going to fall in love with Bryce Young to the point, even with that slight body type. You just look at the film, he's apparently dazzling in meetings, great on the whiteboard, certainly can command the room. All the quarterbacks spoke today and was really good on on the podium, as you'd expect. So I think that the Bears, while they'll say that they'll stand pat they could drop to two and still maybe draft jalen carter drop even to three if the colts want to jump up to one and and reset and go get a franchise quarterback something that they were so spoiled to have peyton manning for as long as they did and then to have andrew luck until he decided to retire if if i'm the colts and i fall in love with bryce young then i absolutely am calling the bears and leapfrogging the texans
3: uh okay um so bryce young goes number one overall he's not the best player
5: and I don't even know look Doug we can name all the good quarterbacks here in about five minutes ever and we can name all the good quarterbacks now that we would absolutely want on our team in about 30 seconds right there's about four or five of them that they're not trading I mean the Jags are trading Trevor Lawrence for Mahomes if he's available so uh yeah I I I think that that yeah
3: he's gonna go number one not that he deserves to but that's it's quarterback it's quarterback league He's Brandon Cristal. He works in Denver, but also works for us as a correspondent at the Combine. Be you the best. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Doug. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, live from the Tyrack.com studios, how do NIL factor into the Alabama situation in basketball and the Georgia situation in football? I'll tell you next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.